Alright folks, coming to you live, it's the Brilliantly Dumb Show, Brilliantly Dumb Pod, before we kick things off here, gotta give a special shout out to the followers, the listeners out there, we just hit 4,500 downloads on the first week's episode, big time figures coming from Bobby Box Office, go ahead and pack the power punch on the first week's episode. Hey now. And I got news for you folks. In all honesty. I love potting. I, I'm serious. I can't stop with this shit. It, it's all I want to do. Ten hours of the day. I'm just talking into a microphone. Poor Grace. Like she. I literally will just send her a ten hour clip. And the young lady back there just goes to work on it. Half of it is just me just talking. But yeah, Grace, well, I'm kind of hungry right now. Been eyeing this turkey and provolone in my fridge. Might do a wheat sandwich. Not sure if I need wheat bread in there. I may only have white. If so, fuck it. Here I go, Grace. And I'll just be like, Grace, you could cut that out. Let's not put that in the pot. Even when I'm like having conversations with people out in the real world, I call it now. I, I, I'm talking as if I'm, I'm potting. Yesterday, I walked outside my door. My neighbor, Dorit, nice Jewish gal, walked down. She's been messing around with her little lemon plant. She just grows lemons. That's what she does. Not sure if she has a job. She just legitimately just grows lemons, plants them, grows them, grooms them. They're like children to her. Every now and then I walk by, I pick some and put it on my salmon that I make in the air fryer. Anyway, I, I just, I always talk like I'm in a podcast now. Good morning, Miss Stevens. You're on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Just want to talk about your lemons. How did this all start here for you, Dorit? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in an interview 24-7. By the way, we're recording right now. We're in the booth right now on a Saturday. The sucker airs Tuesday, Grace. So the Toronto Raptors, as of now, up 3-1, going back to the 6. And my God, how good is Kawhi Leonard for the game of basketball? I'm not even talking at the game of basketball, for the game of basketball. He doesn't say a word. This dude doesn't say boo. It's hilarious. He just doesn't talk. And he just annihilates anyone that comes in his way. He's so good for the game. Because if you look at the difference between, like, it showcases perfectly between, like, him and Draymond Green... Where Draymond will just throw a fit after every single foul call. I watched Kawhi Leonard tonight, midway through the third, get to call fouled on him that he did not commit. It was not a foul. So I'm ready for him to say something to the referee. I shit you not. He turns around, looks at the referee, and says, okay. (laughs) That was what he said. It wasn't even like a sarcastic, oh, yeah, okay, ref. Like, no, he literally just turned and said, okay, said it out loud, got back on defense. Like, he had a silent 36 tonight, literally and figuratively, he did not say a word for 48 minutes. Besides that, okay, at Mr. Referee. Hilarious. New Balance sneakers. They say, I read an ESPN article. He's still driving his 98 Chevy Tahoe, folks. Worth about a good 100 mil, easy. Let me hop up in this 98 Chevy Tahoe. 
take it up into the Toronto winners. I could so see Kawhi just like if if they win this if they win the whole thing, the parade in Toronto. He doesn't even ride the the shuttle bus that everybody gets on top of. He just trails behind in the Chevy. Kind of just surveys the whole thing. Listens to the radio. Nothing to do with basketball. Everybody's celebrating, throwing beers around. Kawhi's Chevy Tahoe is just trailing behind. I love this, man. I really do. And even in, like, the post-game interviews, it's not like he's doing, like, the Bill Belichick thing to where he's just being an asshole. Like, no, he, he, he legitimately just doesn't have much to say. And for someone to be such an assassin and not speak is the most bizarre, just fascinating thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't want the, I don't want the finals to end because I don't want the, the, the Kawhi footage to stop. Like I want Toronto to win so bad. I'm just so done with Golden State, aren't we all? But I just do not want the Kawhi clips to end. This is remarkable what we're seeing. Going to move from the NBA to the NFL here. Shift gears a little bit. ESPN reported that their very own Todd McShay, for those of you who don't know, Todd McShay is the draft analyst expert, knows everything about everything when it comes to talent. The NFL draft is in April. Come May, you're going to see him reporting about the next year's draft, who to look out for. Which, by the way, I found out they started playing clips of Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper. They've been doing this for ESPN since, like, 75. Like, not, like they had clips of them. Like, I, like, yeah, I really like this Jim Brown coming out of Syracuse. Runs the rock well. Doesn't fumble often. Like, Todd McShay... And Mel Kuyper have been with ESPN for decades. But anyway, I'm, I'm watching this. And on ESPN, they reported that their very own Todd McShay is interested in a job with the New York Jets. My beloved New York Jets, that is. And so many of these ESPN people, their, their personalities, they end up being up for jobs with, you know, whether it be the MLB, the NFL. You know, they were athletes and then they move on to... The front office positions. The funny thing about it is they can't find anybody else to report it. So Todd McShay reported about Todd McShay. It was fucking hysterical. So I was like, Todd McShay is interested in a general manager position with the New York Jets. Reported by Todd McShay. (laughs) Like, you can't find anybody else to report that? It's like, yeah, now we're going to send it on over to Todd McShay to report about Todd McShay. Todd, what do you have here? Yeah, thanks, Jim. Todd McShay here. I I spoke with the Jets last week over dinner. Uh, Went very well. Truly considering the position, I have put my two weeks notice in with ESPN. Until next time, I'm Todd McShay reporting about Todd McShay. It's like, what? Like, what? Like, you got 10,000 people working at ESPN. You can't find anybody else to report that? It's like me walking into work. I come into morning meeting. Yeah, Robbie Berger here. Here to talk about Robbie Berger. I should be headed for lunch at about 12 o'clock. Most likely we'll do tacos from that taco joint down the street. After that, I got some more meetings. 
Going to wrap things up with a couple phone calls, maybe close payroll. And that will be my day. Moving on to Jill Davis to talk about Jill Davis. Like, let's get it together, ESPN. Fuck. Moving on. I want to segue into the power of a bowling alley beer. I don't know, man. There's just something different about a bowling alley beer. (laughs) I don't know what it is. These things just sit a little different than most beers. One regular beer is four beers at a bowling alley. We did a team outing there for work. DW Lanes. Tell me that doesn't sound like a saucy time. You got to be careful at these things too. It's work. You know, you don't want to be that guy. But I'm telling you, man, these bowling alley beers just (laughs) just sit differently. Maybe it's the environment. I don't know. But I went out for one of these things and I thought I was four deep. Everybody's like, Robin, next round's on me. I'm like... (laughs) John, I'm four beers deep. He's like, you're one beer deep. These things, I don't know, are the hops different? I'm, I'm no brewmaster, but you go to a bowling alley, holy shit. You got to keep it together, too. You're, you're, you know, you're with, you're with colleagues. You're with bosses. You got people over you. You got people under you. Last thing I need is to be spewing vomit on lane five. As I try and close out a spare. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It got to the point. I just I, I went up. He said, what type of beer do you want? I said, does it really matter? Does it really matter? Joe, the bowling alley bartender. It's like, the way you look, Papa? No, it does not. Samuel Adams it is. Sure thing. You steer this ship, Joe. Lord knows I lost control of it. Yeah, I got to stop cursing so fucking much on this. It is pretty out of control. My parents listen to the first episode. They always like to shoot me their feedback. My mom's like, yeah, Robbie, we, we loved it, but you gotta stop dropping so many F-bombs. We listened to it with our friends the other night out to dinner. and what, oh, I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean, Ma? You listened to it with your friends at dinner? What, did you and Dad just get a booth for four and just turn on my podcast? It's like, hi guys, uh, welcome to Applebee's. Can I get you started on any appetizers? Uh, No, John, uh, we're actually going to hold off on appetizers for now. Uh, We're going to listen to my son's podcast for 18 minutes. I'll start with a skinny margarita, but come back when he's starting to close his last segment. Like, my love of the passion for the pod, but (laughs) jeez, I don't know if that's the time and place. She had a good response, though. She said, yeah, Rob, maybe it's not the time and place, but there's never a time and place for dropping a fuck bomb. Every other word. I was like, touche, ma, touche. By the way, Grace, when can we start getting paid for this whole podcast thing? We had a shit ton of downloads. Jeez, sorry, ma. The first episode? Grace told me the other day, Grace, we got to get you, by the way, we got to get you one of those mics. Shouldn't a producer have a mic where you could just kind of chime in every now and then? Correct me if I'm wrong. They all have that, right? Grace told me that we could start getting paid for these things that you pretty much can take as many advertisements as you want. There's really no limit. The problem is you just don't want to bore your audience. So what I said, I said, here's what we do. 
let's just accept like 25 advertisement deals and then just do one full episode episode of just advertisements. Like that will be the whole 25 minutes. We'll just rip out a bunch of advertisements. Alright folks, this is the Brilliantly Dumb Show. The Brilliantly Dumb Show is presented to you by Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, McDonald's, Macy's, Applebee's, Olive Garden, Luberderm, Poland Spring Water. Just get them all out. Just keep going. 25 minutes straight. Thanks again for listening to episode 3 of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, folks. Once again... This show is brought to you by Applebee's, Olive Garden, Walmart, Home Depot, McDonald's, Luberderm, Poland Spring Water, Briar's Ice Cream. Just get it all done. Then we could just do a hundred, just get paid in all that one. And then we'll bang out a hundred episodes of commercial free content. Is that doable, Grace? Moving on. Miss Grace Abraham on the ones and twos there. If I could trouble you just for a little bit of a drum roll, please. It's the Ask Bob segment. Every week, I tell you fine folks out there to flood the DMs with any questions, comments, concerns, frustrations you may have that you want to hear on the pod. This week, our first question is coming from Bobby Kravitz. <laughs> Bob, from one Bob to another, what is your least and favorite thing about L.A.? Wow. Mr. Kravitz, first off, hell of a name. You might have just shut down the Ask Bob segment for the week because I got a lot to say about this one. Starting off, I would say my favorite thing. Whew. All right, Bobby, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge weed guy. But you better believe I'll dabble in a joint here and there once a week, maybe a little more. With that being said, the L.A. weed scene is something to see, folks. In the sense that you could walk into one of these weed stores. If I'm just hanging out and I decide, hey, you know what? I'd like to toke some marijuana tonight. You head down one block over, no matter where you live, they're everywhere. Go into one of these weed stores. It's kind of like an Apple store. I did a bit on this with Instagram. The, the customer service is second to none to start. It's like an open layout. And there's just like a bunch of floating employees that just pop up out of fucking nowhere. They're all over. How can I help you today, sir? But the bottom line is... What they say is going to happen with the weed that you're about to buy is what's going to happen. Like the effects they say that you're going to get is what you will get. Like in Jersey in high school, we used to just pick up from random weed dealer rolling around in a Honda Civic. So yeah, guys, this is that this is that heat. This is that OG lava Kush. He doesn't know what it is. And Lord knows we know he doesn't know what it is. We don't care. Dylan, just give us our bag and let us be on our way. You know, it's never going to happen. It could suck. It could be oregano. Could be great weed. We, We never knew. Not in L.A. 
If they tell you, sir, I'm going to give you the OG, walk the dog, put on your pajamas, eat an apple, then go to sleep, Kush, I got news for you. You smoke that joint, you're going to find yourself walking the dog, putting on your pajamas, eating an apple, and then you will be asleep. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I'm telling you, it's like it, what is on the back of that thing, This it, it's it's processed, okay? There's... I feel like there's scientists behind this grinding up your weed because they know what's going to happen. And it's fantastic. You don't have to worry. You can trust it. It's some of the most fascinating experiences you will have going into these weed stores. Blows me away. As far as the worst thing, um, I don't like walking in anywhere I go and there being a bouncer. You know, it's like no matter where you go in L.A., you're walking into a club. You go in for an order of shrimp tacos, you're going to get patted down by the bouncer. It's like, sir, I'm sorry, it's 5 o'clock. Why am I being patted down here? I'm not at Terminal B at LAX, okay? This is very uncalled for. I got a to-go order. And then you move your way into the bathroom. Always a bathroom attendant. No matter where you are, you got a bathroom attendant. Which, by the way... No offense to all the bathroom attendants out there, is the most unnecessary job, I think, on the planet. I will say the spreads are second to none in the bathroom. It's like if you go through my pictures on my phone, every time we have a night out, I got a fucking blow pop in my mouth. They got everything you can imagine, these bathroom attendants, blow pops, Tic Tacs. From Tic Tacs to cigars to joints. You can even ask for the OG, walk the dog, put on your pajamas, eat an apple, go to sleep, kush. I'm sure they got that too. It's a, they, they got it all. Every fucking picture I'm in, I got a blow pop just hanging out of my mouth. Everywhere you go. So as far as what I don't like, it's either that or... A lot of people don't know it. Not a whole lot of rain here in Los Angeles. Not a lot of precipitation, if you will. But when there is, my God, do we take cover. I've never seen anything like it. The classic move is people go, they'll just bolt to wherever it may be as soon as rain starts coming. But they put their hands over their head as as if they're shielding themselves from the rain. Because when it rains, it pours out here. Like a bitch, it just starts pouring rain. And to think that putting your hands over your head is going to block you from getting wet, that's not how it goes. Your shirt's going to be wet. Your shoes are going to be wet. Your whole body will be wet. Regard, Even if you have Kawhi Leonard hands on top of your head, you're getting hit with the rain. So I'd like everybody to just chill out. When it rains. Alright folks. Well that just about wraps it up here for episode 2. Thank you for listening. Happy to have you aboard. We're coming to you. Every Tuesday. Week after week. Here on the Brilliantly Dumb Show. Find us on Spotify. iTunes or whatever it is they have now. Podbean. We do it all. Grace Abraham on the ones and twos behind me. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week on the Brilliantly Dumb Show.